This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. It's the best music of the month show. Let's start off with the Mountain Goats. the traffic all drift right barrel forward unimpeded switch lanes as needed be flexible be unreplaceable in a world of heavy footprints be untraceable Here with Stephen Thompson. Hey, Stephen. Hello, Lars. And Marissa the Russo. Hi, Lars. And Powers. Hello to all of my friends. <laughs> and for the first time Woo! on All Songs Considered, Woo-hoo! NPR Music's brand new hip hop and RB editor, Sheldon Pierce. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. We are discussing the best albums released in August. Bleed Out is the 21st album by the Mountain Goats. 21! It was produced by Alicia Bagnano, best known as the singer, producer, and guitarist behind Bully. John Darnielle is no stranger to big concepts or literary through lines his music, but Stephen, something feels really invigorating about this record. Oh, I think invigorating is a great way to put it. You know, I have been a Mountain Goats fan for a really, really long time. John Darnielle is one of my favorite living songwriters. Uh, he's very, very prolific. And in his early days, his songs had this nervy quality to them. You know, he would record them on a boombox and he would just like play an acoustic guitar. His songs often had this really anthemic quality. And over time, the Mountain Goats formed into kind of a full band and got really polished. And a lot of his albums, you know, started to take on more conceptual quality. He would do an album about D&D or an album about goths or an album, you know, just kind of these different high concept albums. But the songs had this really stately quality that to me squashed their power a little bit. I think the addition of Alicia Bagnano as the producer, first of all, I love Bully. Check out Bully's records if you haven't heard them. She allows this band to be anthemic again. The concept behind this record, it's called Bleed Out. The concept is that each of these songs is inspired by an action movie, and each song kind of plays out like an action movie. And and thematically, there's a lot of songs about bleeding and fighting and training and dying. And the songs just like have the kind of the muscle underneath them to match that. And so there are several like fully scream along songs on this record that you really can just like pump your fist and shout to in a way that I have really missed from this band. I also am a longtime Mountain Goats fan, and 
I'm not really an action movie person. I feel like I try to avoid movies with hostages or car chases or people bleeding <laughs> out or whatever. But John Daniel is just such a masterful storyteller that he can really make me interested and care about anything. And, you know, it makes me think about this novel that John Darnell put out earlier this year called Devil House, which is like a true crime story, but it's also kind of like about our cultural fascination with true crime. Why do we care about those kinds of stories? Why are we so continually drawn to them? And I think he's doing something similar on this record. Like, yes, the songs are about action movies, but when you're listening to the album, you're kind of thinking, he's kind of also thinking about why are we drawn to these stories? How does it feel to relate to them? How does it feel not to relate to the types of people who populate those stories, to get inside their heads? That kind of like big picture thinking is something I just appreciate about his songwriting so much. Yeah, I am an action movie aficionado. <laughs> and so I can say with some certainty that these songs really do carry like the fast motion of a car chase. There's a lyric about how uh, when we're done with the shovels, like we'll just use our nails to dig in the ground. And it's like that is super representative of this like keep going until you drop ethos that these movies have. And the album really does a great job of like poking fun at that while also sort of like honoring the energy behind these movies and what makes them so gripping. The Mountain Goats, the album is called Bleed Out. Rock Marciano is a rapper who usually makes his own beats, but here has teamed up with The Alchemist on a full-length collaboration. This is the track JJ Flash from their new album, The Elephant Man's Bones. You know, yo. Imagine if, if I didn't have this gift, I'd probably be rapping bricks. I'd actually have to go back and pimp. No more knocking raps over like bowling pins. I ball the hole playing over the rim, money rolling in, can't even fold the shit. If I show you the blitz, it ain't for showing shit. Bipolar with the stick, rover with no tent, we look like some goldfish. But the homie don't even swim. Might send you home soggy, get your clothes all sloppy. Probably drop you in the swamp, my goggles got foggy. Niggas thought they had a plot to try and outsmart me like West Indian Archie. But even my arch enemies know if they cross me, it'll be costly. Hopping the same shake them off me. Action Bronson, Baldy James, and Ice-T all appear on this album. This is really the Rock and Alchemist show. Having been a fan of both of them for a while, it's not really what I expected. Sheldon, you were very keen to hear this collaboration. Tell me what they're doing on this record. Yeah, this record really feels like a convergence of their respective trajectories as like indie rap stalwarts from like opposite coasts. Rock Marciano is the Alchemist's favorite rapper, so he really wanted this record to come together. And you can hear it in the beats that he made. There's typically a standard sort of Alchemist loop that he likes to deliver deep soul, dusty sort of stuff for a lot of rappers who exist in the strain of rapper that was pioneered by Rock Marciano in the early 2010s. But here he is like bending to Rock's whims specifically. He's feeding him weirder, more off-kilter stuff. And Rock is delivering sort of his patented bread of like New York City gangster rap, champion coats, no hooks, with this sort of like deadly serious tone. But his bars have this like humor to them. They often remind me of this scene in Martin Scorsese's The Departed where Frank Costello, the Irish mob boss, shoots two people and he shoots the second person and she falls on the first. He looks at his his uh, second in command and he goes, 
Hey, she felt funny and sort of laughs to herself. Every ro- other Rock Marciano bar feels exactly like that. It is like this depiction of this gangster scene that is come at from a quirky, like darkly humorous angle. Like Big Daddy Kane. I've been getting off that soft white long before Shorty's was rocking off white. Watercolor ice, I call it Walter White. Walk with me like a dog might. I got 44 bulldogs who ain't got a dog in a fight. I love that you invoke Scorsese because the Alchemist's beats, that what he's putting together here, it just has kind of that quality sonically of like light in certain Martin Scorsese movies. You know how there can be a very gritty scene, but then the light shows beautifully through. I feel like that's what I'm getting from the sound of these mixes. Is that too heady? I don't know. No, absolutely. It really does feel like also that the Alchemist's work with Armin Hammer was like a prerequisite for this. I think working with Billy Woods, who is another sort of like deeply poetic but off-center sort of rapper, allowed him to move in this direction and accommodate rock in that same sort of way. Every minute of this, I just never saw where it was going. And as much as it's evoking a lot of like very classic, you know, retro soul sounds and everything, I just felt like each second could careen in a direction I didn't see coming. And I think part of that is a a testament to the quality of the imagery and the quality of the rapping, but also just that production, even though it's doing something steady, it kept me on my toes the whole time. The Elephant Man's Bones by Rock Marciano and The Alchemist. Up next, we have a drop-in from my pal and yours, Dawood Tyler Amin. In my DMs and in uh, staff meetings, he keeps bringing up an album called Half Moon Bay by the electronic artist who goes under the name Tomu DJ. So I asked him to break down his favorite track. Hey, I'm Dawood Tyler Amin. I'm a features editor. My pick for this week's show is a track called Optimistic, a very spooky but satisfying offering from an artist called Tomu DJ. Tomu DJ is a new discovery for me. I actually happened upon her work because of a sprawling playlist maintained by the British artist Fortet, who's just been adding and adding to this list of music that inspires him. And there's like six and a half days of music on it right now. But this one really stuck to me. It is based around a melodic hook that never changes. It loops through the whole thing. This haunted electric piano kind of sound, like very... Radiohead, you know, everything in its right place, but just single notes. And all of the dynamics and all of the structure comes from the drums, which are sort of blown out. They have a little bit of like a chiptune feel, a little bit of like an old sampler that's just been like overdriven and the same sound has just been resampled over and over. And it just builds and builds in intensity and then eases off and then builds back up again. And it's really remarkable how the rhythm begins to take on its own sense of melody after a while because it is the thing that is steering the ship. The drums are kind of the lead instrument in a way. Yeah, that's pretty much how Doe talks about music in all of our meetings. It's always, it's, it's, it's always very illuminating. That's the track Optimistic by Tomu DJ. The album is Half Moon Bay. 
And there is a ton of great music released in August. We're going to get to some personal picks from our panel in the lightning round later on. But I just wanted to mention some major titles that feel like they could be year-end contenders. Megan Thee Stallion released her second album, Traumazine. On New Music Friday a few weeks ago, Robin Hilton sang the praises of Vortex, the new album from filmmaker Terrence Nance, who goes under the name Terrence Etc., the Japanese rock band Boris released the third album of its Heavy Rocks trilogy. Also on a recent episode of New Music Friday, Ann Powers compared Anna Tivill's new album Outsiders to Paul Simon at his peak. And that's not praise given lightly. <laughs> no pressure, Anna. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Let's do one more before we take a quick break. Julia Jacqueline is an artist from Sydney, Australia, who we've been following since her 2016 debut. This is the track Ignore Tenderness from her album Pre-Pleasure. Leave no room for doubt that you are brave the sheets are just Jacqueline is a great example of a certain kind of songwriter I've seen come up in recent years. They are very tender towards themselves, but they're complex in their forthrightness about how messed up things are in their lives and everything else. And that bears out in the music itself. It's a much more lush record than I remember the kind of music that she's making. Rissa, I know you really like this album. Tell me more about Pre-Pleasure. This record kind of caught me off guard, I think for exactly the reasons that you're saying, Lars. I've kind of thought of her as a singer-songwriter with that like very beautiful, breezy delivery, and I feel like she really has a flair for the cinematic on this record. Like There are moments where she just lets loose on the drama in a way that almost reminds me of Mitski, the way it kind of really leans into catharsis. I think like the best parts of this record, the stuff that really stood out the most to me is when she is focused on her relationship with her own body and with intimacy and how messed up all of that can be. Um, like Ignore Tenderness, the song we were just listening to, is kind of about the conflicted messages that she feels like women receive about their sexuality. There's a track on the record called Magic, which is about like shame and anxiety and the struggle to be present and vulnerable. I won't feel ashamed tonight. Treat it like a stage. she just captures something really particular and really kind of cutting about young womanhood. There's another song um, where she tells someone she cares about to stop smoking because I'm making plans for my future and I plan on you being in it, which I think is just such a it's good a, line. It's such a great, cute, adorable, very tender line. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is 
in my opinion, a record of a classic overthinker. And she's kind of showing <laughs> how that overthinking can get her in trouble, but then also how it can lead to these like very universal, striking insights. She has always been really, really good at paring away fat from her arrangements and really just kind of drawing you into her voice and her words. And she does a really beautiful job on this record doing that while still kind of fleshing out her sound and allowing it to bloom, I think, a little bit more than it did on her previous record. I fell in love with Julia Jacklin when she released her album Crushing. And the thing that made me love her then and what I love about this record is the disarming nature of her lyrics, her confessions, I guess you'd call it. I mean, there's so many different ways to be confessional. You know, you can be sort of Angel Olsen anthemic in being confessional, but I feel like Julia Jacqueline is confessional in a real way. Like, she says those things that make you uncomfortable. The fact she takes these risks of making us uncomfortable sometimes with her insights, very powerful. Pre-Pleasure by Julia Jacqueline. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more of the best music released in August. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights. And you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The VentureX card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV isn't just good, it's brilliant. With exceptional television from around the world. Their romances are more charming, their mysteries cozier, their noirs more gripping, and their comedies cleverer. More clever? Oh, you get it. Acorn TV is brilliant stories told brilliantly. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. So, in a nutshell, Acorn TV. Brilliant. Welcome back. It's the Best Music of the Month podcast from All Songs Considered. I'm Lars Gottrich. I'm joined by Marissa Lusso, Sheldon Pierce, Ann Powers, and Stephen Thompson. Up next, Eli Winter is a guitarist based out of Chicago that I kept my eye on for a few years. And with the self-titled album, I think he's truly made a name for himself. This is the track, Die Anu. So some backstory. Eli Winter first got into this kind of guitar music by watching A Tiny Desk, actually, by no. Steve Gunn. Wow. Uh, he told this to Laura Snapes for a story for The Guardian a few years ago. And then he fell down the, the rabbit hole of guitar music and got into other artists like Jack Rose. But for this record, he became a, a band leader. And his band features players from Chicago's free jazz and experimental music scenes. So you got that kind of going in together and it's roomy and it's wide-eyed, but it's not afraid to get dirty. There's some gnarly sonic youthy kind of tracks on here too. We heard a little bit from that track, how it's starting to pick up and you hear the pedal steel, you hear the second guitarist. But in the back half of the song, in what is one of the last released pieces of music before she died, Jamie Branch the trumpeter and composer played flugelhorn and 
takes the song in a completely different direction. Lars, you know, I've known you for a long time. We've worked together, what, like 16, 17 years. Are we about to have a heart-to-heart, Stephen? <laughs> We're about to have a heart-to-heart. Uh, we're going to about... just step out into the hallway. This, this, no, I mean, this, this, it, it pains me to admit, because I'm about to compliment Lars Godrich, and it, it, it hurts, it hurts my heart. But about once a year or two, Lars will get me into a new guitarist. Uh, you got me into Nathan Salzberg, who's one of my favorite guitarists. You got me last, just last year, it was Yasmin Williams. You just have, I don't know, you are just, you just tap a rich vein of amazing guitar music. And I just, I think like I need to put on my calendar once a year around like August or September, Lars, give me a new guitarist. <laughs> and you, you, you will find for me a new guitarist. I love this record and I That's would awesome. not have heard it without you. So thank you. That is the third and self-titled album by Eli Winter. We have one more album to feature on the Best Music of the Month show, but let's take a moment to mention some other music in August that will come back to all year. Sheldon, let's start with you. One record that has sort of been overlooked by a lot of people by a rapper named Young Nudie, who is known to some as 21 Savage's cousin. Uh, He's been semi-prolific over the last few years, introduced a lot of people to a producer named Pierre Bourne, and he has a new mixtape out called EA Monster. Nudie has been on a tear since last year. He kind of lurches through his songs, which give them a sort of like nonchalance, and he's got a great ear for beats. And that kind of thing exists across its entire record. I'm known for terrorize. Got 12 on my back. I swear to God, I really don't call here about it. Them baddies, and I swear I keep it brief. I cannot talk about it. But only thing I do is pop my shit. That's how I talk about it. I really don't know nobody. Like my gang, we really bad. Nigga, step up to the plate. I'll show you we can say about it. And Powers, what else you've been listening to in the month of August? Well, my pick isn't, you know, an easy listen, but I really feel like it's a necessary one. It's the latest album by the great composer, vocalist, badass goddess of the night, Diamanda Galas. If you know Diamanda's music, you know what I'm talking about. She's one of the most outrageous and powerful vocalists to ever live. Uh, She confronts the heaviest themes in her music. I discovered her when she was making her trilogy, The Mask of the Red Death, which is just a scream in response to the tragedy and horror of the HIV-AIDS crisis. I've followed her ever since the 80s, and her latest work is called Broken Gargoyles. In this work, Diamanda pairs with the sound designer Daniel Newman, uh, who she's worked with before, and sets to music the poetry of a German writer named Georg Heim. He wrote about the suffering of soldiers in the trenches in the First World War. And these two pieces on this record, they sound like ghosts who have flesh on their bones. I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) And the flesh is melting off of their bones. It's so powerful. So let's hear just a little, like I said, not an easy listen, but an amazing one. Absolutely no compromise. That's a a sprightly little earworm, isn't it? (laughs) She's the best. Marissa, what's the one song you've been listening to all month? 
I have loved this song since the moment I heard it. Celine by Quinn Christofferson. Quinn is a singer-songwriter from Anchorage, Alaska, also a former winner of the Tiny Desk Contest. Um, and a lot of his songs are about growing up in Anchorage. And Celine is about his mom, and it's about her going to sing karaoke at a little local karaoke bar. She does a Celine Dion song, obviously. But it's also just like about Quinn seeing his mom take this time for herself and do this thing that she loves and be proud of herself. There's just like so much joy and pride in this song. It's such a delight to listen to. Just like Celine. Stephen Thompson, what you been listening to, buddy? Well, it's a pairing that works as well in practice as it does on paper. It is an album-length collaboration between The Roots' Black Thought and the producer Danger Mouse, an album called Cheat Codes, which our colleague Sheldon Pierce in this conversation wrote about brilliantly on the NPR website. I highly recommend you check that out. It is just a perfect marriage of their two inimitable, instantly recognizable styles. That kind of retro gallop of a Danger Mouse production pairs so nicely with Black Thought's brilliant rapping. I mean, obviously, if you've ever seen his kind of viral freestyle, you know, or listen to a Roots record, you know what you're dealing with here. The guests on this record alone, I mean, MF Doom pops up on this record. Michael Kiwanuka pops up on this record. ASAP Rocky, Run the Jewels, Conway the Machine. If you are going to be a guest on a Black Thought record, you are going to bring it. I keep the 4-5 close, get your low-fi smoke, like the Wi-Fi broke, get the wise guy jokes, got my ties broke, financial status in the Mozart, get your familia, smoke on both sides, though. So I spend a lot of time on Bandcamp looking up for stuff that maybe isn't going to be in the regular channels. But this happened to be a recommendation I found through Augusta, who used to be in the band Cayetana, who I loved dearly. She recommended this album called Delight in Eight by the group Eight, which is the solo project of Mimi Gallagher. She was in a, a Philly indie rock band called Nona, who put out a really great album about eight years ago. The songwriting here is so sharp. The hooks are like pure bubblegum. The song I want to play is maybe an outlayer on the record. It's kind of the dance pop hit, but I love it. Our last pick for the best music of August is the first album in over 40 years from Tommy McLean. This is the track Somebody from the album I Ran Down Every Dream. Somebody's laughing, somebody's crying, somebody's dancing while somebody's dying. And if I run down the list of collaborators, am I stealing any thunder from what you want to talk about with this record? <laughs> no, you grab that thunder. I'm just happy to be down in South Louisiana right now. Tell us who's <laughs> on the record. Elvis Costello, Nick Lowe, Ed Harcourt, Ivan Neville, Van Dyke Parks, members of the Texas Tornadoes. The, the list like keeps going. Very telling of how revered 
this man's music is. Tommy McLean is one of the great voices of a subgenre called swamp pop, which came out of South Louisiana, kind of late 50s, early 60s. He was His biggest chart success came in 1966 with a cover of Sweet Dreams. You, you know it from Patsy Cline's version. But man, back in the day, truly, if Red Velvet had a sound, it would have been Tommy McLean's voice. It was just a gorgeous instrument. Swamp pop was really popular in England, so Elvis Costello grew up listening to Tommy McLean. And it was fellow Louisiana artist C.C. Adcock who brought Tommy back from obscurity, brought him back into the recording studio after having discovered that Tommy had been writing songs quietly all of these years while he'd just been playing lounges. While making this record, Tommy went through three hurricanes, his house burned down, and he had a major heart attack. But at 82 years old, I think his voice sounds just beautiful. And the selection of songs, you know, they're about being older, confronting death, but it's never maudlin, never sentimental. It's, it's just, wow, what a record. You know that Tanya Tucker song from a couple years ago, Bring My Flowers Now? Yeah, where, exactly. Where it's like, I'm so glad that he was sort of refound and rediscovered and like able to make this record because it's gorgeous. Absolutely. You know, oftentimes these elder records, these kind of elder comeback records, as we might call them, this is a record where everything fits, I think. That's I Ran Down Every Dream by Tommy McLean. And that's the best music released in August 2022. Thanks to Sheldon Pierce and Powers, Stephen Thompson, Marissa LaRusso, and Dawood Tyler Amin. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thanks. Ron Scalzo produced this episode. You can find the songs and albums we played in the show description or on npr.org slash all songs. For NPR music and all songs considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. Thanks for listening, y'all. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR.